Yo, what's going on, Locked On Squad? It's your boy Mo Mackin out here in San Jose, California. Just uh, just answering your question on who's the who I feel the best free agency signing is for the Buccaneers. And uh, man, I, I know it might be a little bit of bias, uh, recency bias at least, but uh, I feel it's Ryan Jensen, man. Uh, he's a dog. I, I love the way he plays offensive line, man. I, I love the tenacity. I mean, you look at him. If you watch film on him in the Super Bowl, he is just he is just a bully out there at the center position, and that's what you need to you know solidify your your offensive line. I think he's played almost a hundred percent of snaps in the three years that he's been with the Buccaneers, <clears throat> and you know he's just he's just made that made that position that much better because of his presence. I mean, we paid him. Ten years or four years, I think like ten million a year, ten and a half million a year, and he's been worth every penny, especially at the center position. So, yeah, man, there's a there's my best free agency signing. So, uh, yeah, keep it going. I appreciate everything you guys are doing, man. Go Bucks. You are locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs> What's up and welcome back to the Locked on Bucks podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will receive 15% off your next order. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation would like to welcome in all of our returning listeners as well as our new listeners if you're new to the show welcome and make sure you hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review we do read those on the air and it helps other buccaneers fans find us and on today's episode we are answering last week's question of the week which tampa bay buccaneers free agent signing is the best free agent signing in team history a post-landmark trade mock draft Monday is on deck. But first, James, have you heard the one about the Florida man who returned to Florida? I did, actually. And uh, honestly, I was on another podcast. It was uh, Midge and the Keg last week. And I had mentioned between the two players, Leonard Fournette or Antonio Brown, I expected Antonio Brown to be the one to return if I had to choose. Turns out Leonard Fournette signs a one-year $3.25 million contract worth up to $4 million with incentives. The news was originally broken by ESPN's Josina Anderson, who tweeted out that she was told over a FaceTime that Leonard Fournette was coming back to Tampa. And I mean, it's you know, it's another great signing. This is the first team since 1978 to have all 22 starters from the previous year's Super Bowl return. And Leonard Fournette is going to be the tag team partner for Ronald Jones again in 2021. Yeah, it's it's pretty good news. I mean, you want to see the entire group come back, especially after making uh, that amazing eight-game you know run there at the end of the season. And, and really, you can look at this thing in two ways. They've got all their starters back because they're also bringing back Rojo, obviously, under contract for the 2021 season. And then they've got their entire postseason run starting crew back with Leonard Fournette. So either way, uh, you slice it, at least in the running back room, they've got all their starters coming back. And uh, it's just it just kind of shows what kind of a, of a product can be put on the field when you have a little bit of continuity. Again, the defense last year coming back with all of their starters, even though Mike Edwards wasn't a starter uh, this season because of Antoine Winfield Jr.'s arrival. But you saw the leaps and bounds they were able to make 
as the season got going and then once they got into the postseason stretch. So great news for Buccaneers fans all over the world and, and, and of course, the Buccaneers themselves as they look uh, to go for a second Super Bowl title and it sets them up with, with an NFL draft opportunity to really go out and get the quote-unquote best player available or draft for want uh, less a little bit lesser than they need to draft for need. Yeah, I, I certainly don't think that this takes them out of the running for a running back at 32, but again – they have zero needs. They don't have to draft any needs like they have in years past. This is all best player available, best fit for the scheme, best way to address the team long-term with the return of Leonard Fournette. But of course, the thing to keep an eye on, David, is Leonard Fournette, one-year contract, Ronald Jones, contract year. Shady McCoy, he's not back. Keyshawn Vaughn really didn't show a whole lot in his rookie campaign. So that's definitely something to continue to watch and why a lot of people are still campaigning for a running back in round one of the upcoming draft. But David, we need to go ahead and get to voicemail number two as we continue to go through all of these to answer our question of the week outside of Tom Brady, who is the greatest free agent signing in Buccaneers history. What's up, boys? Todd from Austin. Answering your guys' question of the week, uh, the best free agent signing, I appreciate you all taking Tom Brady off the table on that one. And I just want to make a disclaimer. My number one would be Semyon Rice. I mean, he, he might be a Hall of Famer someday, although my next, you know, the guy that I really want to show some love also may be a Hall of Famer. At least he might make a case. But, you know, Semyon, that's kind of hard to beat. I'm expecting a lot of people to say Semyon. But, like, for me, it's, it's Vincent Jackson. I mean, Vincent Jackson, I like to think he, you know, was the uh, one of the building blocks that led to the team that we have today. You know, even though he wasn't on the Super Bowl roster, even though he wasn't on, you know, the uh, you know the roster for the last few seasons, his impact transcended the years that he were that he was on the team. You know, he was a captain, Pro Bowler, uh, you know, statistical leader. I mean, he was only there for a few seasons, like five, you know, five seasons maybe, and I think. Many Bucks fans would consider him a top five receiver in Bucks history. You know, uh, captain of the team, like I said, he was a. I, I think he was a mentor to. You know, he passed the torch on to Mike Evans, who you know many consider to be you know the heart and soul of the team. But at the time, that was Vincent Jackson, and then you know he also ingrained himself in the community. Now I'm getting a little bit biased. Um, you know, I myself am a military veteran, and I'm sure uh, you know you guys can understand that like his impact in the military community was just you know something that's just to be respected i was never stationed at mcdill but i was born and raised in tampa and you know that's just yeah <laughs> he became a part of that community even you know went on to get his degree at uh usf so um you know for me i have to show some love to vincent jackson man i'm kind of getting all choked up just talking about him man uh rest in peace and yeah that's my guy Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. All one word. Again, promo code Locked On. 
to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. More answers to the question of the week and a mock draft Monday coming up in segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, you guys? This is uh, Snipes KB calling all the way from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Um, I am a big-time Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, been a fan since Keyshawn Johnson was, uh, I believe, when he became a, a Buccaneer. That pretty much started me becoming a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. But I, you guys got to hear me out on this. Um, I think that the best Tampa Bay Buccaneers sign-in, you got to hear me out, though. It may, it may sound crazy at first. I think it was Deshaun Jackson um, when he came to the Bucks. The reason why I say that is because it led us to get Chris Godwin. So it's kind of a two-part, but it's because of that, you know, Deshaun Jackson with, with his injuries and, and um, a mentoring uh, Evans and, and Godwin, it pretty much led us to the, to the receivers we have now. All right, well, let me know what y'all think. Get more of the sports news you need in less time. The Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Back now for segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast opening up the week here. Mock Draft Monday in James. We had a, a earth-shaking trade that went down. The San Francisco 49ers trading up to get the either the second or the third best quarterback in this year's class, depending on who you talk to. And we have an interesting mock draft uh, stemming from that move coming from over the weekend. Yeah, you had the uh, the Dolphins trading back and then trading back up and all kinds of madness going on. I had no idea what was happening. But as a result, we have a new look mock draft from Josh Edwards over at CBSSports.com. And in the first four picks, David, he has the Jaguars, Jets, 49ers, and Broncos who trade up with the Atlanta Falcons all taking quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. He even has a fifth quarterback going in the top nine as the Falcons move back a second time, this time with the New England Patriots who take Mac Jones. But let's take a quick look at the NFC South where it has the Carolina Panthers taking Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman, the tackle out of Oregon. You have the pass-happy Atlanta Falcons taking Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman, out of USC. Then you go all the way down to the New Orleans Saints at pick number 28, who take Florida wide receiver Kadarius Toney to team up there with Michael Thomas and be a very dangerous asset to the offense. And then at pick 32, you have the Buccaneers taking Penn State edge rusher Jason Owe, who... I mean, I like the pick. I think it's an interesting one. You had zero running backs going in the first round, and uh, the Bucks opt to take a uh, an edge rusher here to team up with Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul as part of a rotation and potentially take over for JPP after that contract is up. Yeah, it's an interesting pick for sure, and I think going back through the division, uh, I think we talked about the Kadarius-Tony pick. I think that this is the second or third time we've seen Tony uh, mocked to the Saints there in that position, and I mean I like it. And you, if you if you know James Winston, the presumed you know New Orleans Saints starting quarterback for this upcoming season, which uh, you and I do, and I'm sure our listeners do very well. They know James Winston. They know he likes to throw the ball deep, and and that's kind of his style. And 
uh, you know, Sean Payton's offense has been missing kind of that three-level passing attack for for a couple of years now, and some of that is accounted on your is accountable to uh, the fact that Drew Brees' arm has just you know been eking towards retirement, maybe a little bit sooner than the player was, and then also you look at their weapons and they just don't have. Uh, some of the down downfield threatening players that you that you need to really stretch the field. They have some players with speed, and they've had some players with speed. But you know, being fast and being a good downfield receiver are two different things. So going out and getting Kadarius Tony is is a good move for them. And then of course, anytime you bulk up your offensive line, I think you're going to make your quarterback a little bit better. So the Falcons and the Panthers both doing that with all of those quarterbacks gone. Uh, as far as Oway, I mean. It's a good pick, and like you said, it sets up the future, the post-JPP life for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether that's 2022 or later. Uh, but at the same time, you you kind of mentioned it in segment one there, running back should still be an option that's on the board. And I think what you're going to see in a lot of these mock drafts is how the mock drafter views this roster from a future standpoint. Because you know when you look at this roster from a this from a this season from a right now standpoint. Well, it's a Super Bowl caliber roster because this roster literally just won the Super Bowl. So there's no holes. You can't really come into it and say there is a hole in this spot of the roster. So what you're looking for is a hole behind that spot of the roster. And James, you and I actually just went through an exercise of that on Sunday ourselves as we set up the Bucks Nation rookie uh, draft profile series where we did. We literally went through and investigated the holes that we could see coming for 2022 and maybe a little bit beyond to try to set up which draft profile uh, or which draft players we wanted to profile for the series because we can only do a limited amount and there are hundreds and, and hundreds of draft pro or uh, draft players available. So interesting to see that this writer sees edge as being the biggest down the road need for the Buccaneers versus running back or something else. Well, and it may be simply the the fact that the Buccaneers are in the unique position where they can draft literally whoever the best overall player is. They they don't have, as you said, they don't have any immediate holes to fill. So you and I look down the line for that Bucks Nation draft profile series, which starts today with yours, good sir. Uh, and yeah, maybe he views OA as being a better long-term prospect than either of the running backs, but it, it was an interesting way to go about it. And, and I think it'd be a great pick. Yeah. Like you said, starting today. So right now my profile on uh two lane defensive end cam sample is up at bucksnation.com and, you know, uh, go over there, give it a read and let me know what you think about it. Let me know what you think of the prospect himself. It's not a prospect that I'm necessarily predicting the Buccaneers will draft it's just we, we went through the list and we try to find the most interesting prospects we could find uh, that might have interesting fits some versatile fits maybe a little bit of outside the box thinking in some of these some of these players uh, so go ahead and give that a look over there as we get that draft profile series underway all right James and that mock draft being just one round we're going to go ahead and move into our next segment and we've got plenty more answers to our question of the week coming up so we want to save as much time as we can to get as many of those answers into this into today's episode as possible but speaking of mock drafts James you and I were actually sitting here watching the spreadsheet because the locked on NFL draft or mock draft is actually going on as we speak we're making our picks behind the scenes and then we'll be recording our reactions uh, and, and our justifications I guess if you want to call it that for our picks uh, coming up in that series those episodes all the social media products will be coming out soon so stick around of course and, and tune into the locked on bucks podcast and the entire network to find out who James and I draft or if we execute a trade uh, but before we get to all that we're gonna get to this question or this answer from another member of Bucks Nation hey guys this is Kyle from Utah your your question about the best signing in franchise history has gotten me excited enough to finally call in and uh, and get my thoughts and that's because I, I think that this guy doesn't get enough appreciation um, for what he did in in helping the the defense 
in the early 2000s go from a from an awesome defense to the championship defense, and that's Simeon Rice. That guy was just a monster, and I think what he was able to do is coming off the edge really enabled uh, Derek Brooks and, and John Lynch and everybody that was that was solidified there and Warren Sapp to just uh, elevate um, what they had been doing for so many years. So doing right to me um, is the answer on a on the 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 best signing that we've we've had as a franchise. Um, Minus uh, obviously what you guys took away in, in Tom Brady. Anyways, thanks for thanks for your question and uh, go Bucks. Here at the Lockdown Bucks podcast, we've been telling you about Built Bar for a while now. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. These bars are amazing. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're amazing tasting and better better yet, they're covered in 100 percent chocolate. But now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best Built Bar. It's time for Built bar madness and for today's matchup head over to builtbar.com or to bar underscore built on twitter and cast your vote for your favorite flavor of protein bar remember to use promo code lock 15 while you're at builtbar.com and you'll get 15 percent off your next order again that promo code lock 15 you'll get you will get you 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best protein bar of them all david james what's up guys this is Sean from the Nashville area calling to give my two cents on who I think the best free agent signing in team history is. Uh, since we're ruling out Tom, came down to a couple guys for me. I thought about Shaq Barrett, but I think I got to go with Hardy Nickerson. Going a little old school here, but I really think that back in the day, the late 90s, they signed Hardy Nickerson. He really brought an attitude to that team and an air of respectability that just didn't exist before the team was a punching bag. You know, they were a joke. And then Hardy Nickerson shows up. and I just think he was a great leader for the locker room. I, I still hate that, you know, he wasn't part of that Super Bowl team. But, uh, yeah, I think Hardy had a, a big hand in helping turn around the Buccaneers franchise back in the day. So he gets my vote. Thanks for everything you do, guys. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. And the NFL draft is just weeks away. So it's time to start following our Locked on NFL draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked on NFL draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked on NFL draft and draft dudes on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. David, we are playing lots of voicemails regarding our question of the week. This is by far the most interaction we've gotten on one of our questions of the week, and I absolutely love it. But again, that question was, aside from Tom Brady, who is the best Buccaneers free agent signing in franchise history? Let's go ahead and hear from another one of our listeners. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Chris calling from Canton, Ohio. Just wanted to weigh in on this week's question of the week. Who is the greatest free agent signing in Buccaneer history? For me, I'm going all the way back to 1993 when the Buccaneers brought in linebacker Hardy Nickerson after playing the early uh, part of his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe under the Bucs he made about five Pro Bowls. I believe he was the leader in the coming years. We brought in guys like Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, Lynch, Barber, he was a veteran presence in that locker room as we developed into one of the greatest defenses in NFL history. So that is why Hardy is number one in my book. Thanks, guys. I'll do a great job, and go Bucks. 
All right, guys, another caller, another answer. We greatly appreciate all of that interaction, like James said. Uh, a lot a lot of interaction coming from that question, so we greatly appreciate it. And hopefully we get similar type reaction and interaction from the next question of the week. We'll have to find out uh, as the week progresses. But now I'm going to give my answer real quick before we hear from yet another Buccaneers fan. And James, you already know this because we kind of talked about it offline, but my answer is going to be a little bit unorthodox, maybe a little bit uh, out of left field, some might call it, but that's just kind of how I roll anyway sometimes. Uh, Those of you who've been listening to the show for a while know that my predictions uh, tend to be a little bit unique is is the word I'm going to use. That's that's the phrasing I'm going to use, James. And my choice for this is quarterback Brad Johnson. And and here's why I say it, because a lot of people have called in and said, you know, uh, these these players are impact players and they made big plays and they did all. And, and don't get me wrong, Brad Johnson made some plays on his own in his own right and everything, even though he's not really lauded and celebrated as the kind of key factor to that to that Super Bowl winning team, of course. But my thing about Brad Johnson is when I when I look at the quarterback position and the quarterback today isn't new in the in the sense that they get a little bit too much credit, but they also take a little too much blame. But that in that culture and that environment of quarterbacks getting too much credit or getting too much blame also tends to breed the mentality in a lot of quarterbacks that they have to be the guy that goes out there, picks the team up when they're down, or helps lead them to victory when they're doing well. And what I remember Brad Johnson doing during that Super Bowl run during, and with that team is really he kind of sat back and let the defense be the star of the franchise. And, and there were plenty of players, contributors, Joe Juravicious, Michael Pittman, et cetera, et cetera. But really the star of the show and the centerpiece to that roster is the defense. It's always been the defense. It's been the defense ever since it happened. You see the Hall of Famers going in. You see the Ring of Honor. It's the defense. It just is what it is. And Brad Johnson is a quarterback that was kind of perfect for that situation because he was perfectly fine being a guy on the team instead of being the guy on the team. And I think there are a lot of quarterbacks through the history of the National Football League, James, that in that same situation would have looked at that defense and said, oh, man, I've really got to make a lot of plays in order to make sure that my spotlight shines just as brightly as that side of the ball and that could have caused a lot of problems for that team brad johnson perfectly fine being a little bit of a dimmer part of that light but still being part of it and he's a super bowl champion because of it so that's my answer for the question of the week james before we get to yours we've got one more voicemail we're going to get into the, today's episode and then we'll get your answer in and see just how many more names we can really collect in this conversation hey guys this is yusuf out here in phoenix so for my pick for the best Bucks free agent pickup would be well I would pick Tom Brady but I can't so this guy um, was drafted by Arizona back in 1996 and he became a free agent at the end of the 2000 season which the Bucks decided to sign him in 2001 when Arizona Cardinals decided to let him walk this player would be Simeon Rice this is probably going to be a safe pick, and I'm probably going to hear a lot of these the same uh, answer from a lot of other Bucks fans. Um, but Simeon Rice was a game changer. He is probably the Shaq Barrett uh, for that 2001 Bucks team. Without either of those guys, I don't think we would have had the success that we did um, as a team to reach these Super Bowls. Um, I'm not going to say we wouldn't have won them, but I think uh, they're a big part of those teams. Shaq Barrett of 2020, and then obviously Simeon Rice of the 2002 Buccaneers uh, team. 2001, technically. Anyways, guys, that's my pick. Um, Hopefully, uh, 
I won't hear the same response every time. Hopefully this is a little more unique, but I doubt it. Safe pick. Anyways, guys, go Bucks. All right, and David, it's time for me to answer, and I, I regret to inform you that I'm not going to have any unique names. I wrote down three players, uh, number one of them, or, you know, in no particular order, number one, Simeon Rice, uh, for all that he brought to the defense, and I do believe he is a Hall of Famer, but has not gotten the recognition that he so rightfully deserves. I wrote down Vincent Jackson, one of the best receivers in Buccaneers history. Not only that, but an incredible mentor to Mike Evans, and everything that Mike Evans has done for the community, everything he's done on and off the field, I, I think a lot of that had to do with Vincent Jackson taking him under his wing and really getting him on the right track from, from Evans' first day in the building. And finally, Hardy Nickerson. I think if it weren't for Hardy Nickerson coming over from such a storied franchise and really helping young Derek Brooks and a young Warren Sapp and a young John Lynch along, uh, you know, the, the culture may never have flipped. So you, you had some incredible players with an incredible leader, an incredible person there in Hardy Nickerson. So those, those were my picks, uh, kind of echoing the sentiments of a lot of our callers. And look, David, we uh, we got to get out of here. But thank you to all of our callers. Again, this was the best response we've gotten for many of our questions of the week. We heard a lot of new voices, which I'm really excited about. I hope you all continue to call in. It was it was so great to hear from so many different people. Um, we, we do have a new question of the week, and we're going to go ahead and say, with every starter returning in 2021, what position – is the biggest area of need to address in the first round of the NFL draft for the Buccaneers and why? And here we go, David, all of the people that call in to answer that, answer this question, you can call in or you can send a voice memo or an email. All the people that respond are going to be entered into a drawing with the winner receiving the Buccaneers Super Bowl 55 commemorative Blu-ray. That's pretty sweet. So, yes, you you answer the question of the week. You're entered into a drawing to receive the Blu-ray. With every starter returning in 2021, what position do you think is the biggest area of need to address in the first round of the NFL draft and why? With that, David, we are out of here. Make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com, especially those draft profiles being kicked off by David here on Monday. Those go all the way up until the until draft day until draft day Vontae Mack no matter what uh, you can send us your voicemails your voice memos uh, 813-444-5841 the email address is lockedonbuckspodcast gmail.com twitter at lockedonbucks at jarco underscore bucks at dharrison82 and at bucks underscore nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to one another Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.